That's it. Man alive, it was awful. <laughs> Man alive is that is that like an extra pun on top of it? <laughs> Yeah, unintentional, I guess. You, you, <laughs> you were the man alive. <laughs> I was the man alive. Oh God, man! I I hear you about the the commute. I, I actually just over. Uh, it wasn't today, but I did want to bring this up. Oh God, it was. Mm, it was within the last week. I, I saw two jeeps in a row that had a sticker that said something like "Silly boys, jeeps are for girls." They were right in front of them behind each other and uh it, they had to have belonged to the same person i would were they, assume were they driving or parked they no they were driving this was on the road this was en route to a place and they both the exact same sticker different placement one of them placed it on like one of their side windows which i thought was weird and one had the typical you know back back window it was a decal, I guess. It wasn't a, a bumper sticker. Uh, okay, next but, question. Were yeah, the, I shouldn't need to ask this, but were they both female drivers? I didn't. I didn't even look. You know. You just probably that, assumed. Wow. I did. I probably assumed. Oh God, I should have though, because if they weren't, then what? Or if one was and one wasn't? Yeah, I, I get a man. I get a load out of that when uh, when someone says like their license plate is like. Uh, Mrs. Smith, and it's a—it's obviously her husband driving the car. Man, he got the. And it's a boy, but she, she's maybe wearing the pants. Yeah, he got the raw deal. In the, yeah, I hear that. You know, and there was one one more bumper sticker, and this was a pretty extreme one. Uh, it was just I love crack horse. I heart crack horse. Crack horse. Nope. No pun. Big big. Just crack. Whore. No pun. It was just just straight up, right there. In a bumper sticker, yellow and black bumper sticker with a red heart. I love crack horse. What kind of car? So, I want to maybe it was like a Dodge SUV, a Durango. Is that sure, what they're called? Yeah. I'm identifying so many cars in my neighborhood right now. <laughs> and bleep, I said I said the manufacturer. Yeah, bleep them all. Ah, Bill, take hey, Bill, can you turn me up a little bit and take that out? Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Bill's he's punctual. He is, man. Him. He's a good guy to have on hand. He will he will never talk on this show though, Bill. Okay. So yeah, I I don't know if there's I'd love to see the board game of that the I Love Crack Core driver's life and just see how he rolled the dice to get where he right. is. Right. And what what motivated him to put that on his to advertise that to everybody who he encounters on the road? To just draw a big old bullseye on his back. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he goes... Uh, something drove into it. Driving slowly around the the bad parts of town or something at late at night just to... Maybe I, that'd be a... I don't know. I don't even want to make assumptions about this guy or, or what he's doing in my neighborhood, no less. This was pretty close to home, so... Huh. Man. Uh... I, I was really hoping that you would that you were gonna say uh, it was on like a brand new Mercedes. No, no, it, it would. I guess that would have been more fitting. And God, okay, so this was the the, yeah, this uh, this bumper sticker. I was on the way home from my gym, in which I saw, and I'm about to gym shame somebody <laughs> here, but I guess that's okay. I saw. He was wearing a velvet top hat 
and goggles. Like, I, it wasn't necessarily a top hat, but it was like the Willy Wonka hat. And it may have been like a, you know, Willy Wonka bleep um, actual, like, costume thing from Halloween or something. But he's wearing that at, at my gym. gym. At the gym. And I didn't stick around long enough to see if he was just on a tour or just taking a look around and wasn't. Because if I remember right, he he was wearing a polo and I think just, like, jeans. But denim and a top hat. I don't well, know. Maybe uh, at the gym. I'm going to give him the benefit really of the doubt. I'm I'm thinking that. Uh, oh, I don't please. I don't know where he works, but maybe he just got off work. He wears a top hat for fun. <laughs> for for fun, do people wear top hats for fun? <laughs> uh, I, maybe. Uh, I think again, I think the tour thing is is on the right track. I hope. I yeah? freaking hope. Well. I, and he, there, there were a couple other people around him, but he seemed to be following them. It, it wasn't like, it wasn't like he was leading the way or like shooting a, a commercial for this place. <laughs> right. But I, you know, yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't want to make assumptions about this this guy's life. I've already shamed. You know, him it's enough. it's fun when you're, when you can let yourself t- uh, be sort of out of quote unquote the zone. You know, when you're. When you're going through life, it's really easy to just be in the zone and just worry about exactly where where you're walking and what you're doing. Uh, but we, what you're wearing on right, your head. But what, once you st- and if you have any protective eyewear. <laughs> but well, Sorry. I'm saying once you stop and smell the roses and look around you, man, I'm noticing that you really see weird stuff all over. Like this. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Willy Wonka bleep character at the gym. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, Mm-hmm. I wonder how many. I wonder if even everybody there noticed him. I don't know. I, I would guess not because you jump. This is a a really cardio centric gym. I gotta say. So there there are a lot of treadmills, and it seems like when your average person that comes to this gym jumps on a treadmill, they just their eyes go yeah. black. They maybe are looking at a TV or something, but they're they're not yep. there anymore. They're transported. So, so yeah, it could be possible that, and maybe I, you know, I was on a treadmill too, and I was going pretty hard. So maybe this was just a, a figment of my imagination. <laughs> it seems outlandish enough. The endorphins were getting so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's fun though. Yeah. You know, it breaks up the day a little bit, makes things weird. It does, and if he was real, thank you to him. I really do appreciate him. Yeah, man, gotta love it. Yeah. So, uh, okay, I wanted to bring something up. Um, mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day outside today here in the Midwest where we live, mm-hmm. and it has been really about all week. Uh, it's starting to get mm-hmm. a little chilly, though. Yeah, I've. I'm going to go back into my bunker. Oh, yes, for that. I do not blame you. Yeah. Toasty in there. I've seen. I've been out, out on my, uh, my bike quite a bit. Uh, over these past couple days, I've seen so many people outside walking their dogs, and I've, man, th- this Ooh. this whole time I've just thought, man, it'd be so much fun to have a dog. I don't have a dog right now. Yeah, you don't. You're not. You're not a dog owner. You're a, but you you have I had. Have. Dogs. I've had several dogs in the past, uh, growing up with the family and whatnot. Man, dogs are just awesome. They they are. I, as you know, I'm a dog owner. Yes, you are. How many um, how many dogs and what kind? It, I have two of the dogs, and both of them are. Um, well, here's a controversial. I, I can I can talk about this and offend some people. 
I, I have two dogs. One of them's a mixed breed, and then one of them is a, a deeply inbred Chihuahua that has a has an apple shaped head and um, eyes kind of bulge out a little bit. And she has a little bit of an underbite because her skull is a little bit deformed. And so, so my my opinion is that uh, mixed breeds are much much smarter than thoroughbreds or or even dogs that are close to have I don't know that have close ancestors because I grew up with a lot of thoroughbred okay. dogs and the, so I grew up with a lot of probably like six or seven pure breeds and then maybe I've, I've been around three mixed breeds for long periods of time and they're always smarter there's always something they, they have like a personality it's so good it yeah, mixed breeds, and I think it's just because they're they're not inbred, right, exactly. right? The mixed breed that I have now is a Chihuahua slash Terrier, and I, I have no idea there could be other stuff in there. I I'd like to think that her mother just sat down on a, uh, some puddle on the street, and that's how she got <laughs> pregnant, and then <laughs> she's here with me now. <laughs> but she's she's so much smarter than the other oh, one. That is, I've the, never thought about that. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense, and uh, at the same time, you know, having mixed breeds, man, you, you have so many so many other options going that route. Yeah, well, there there if if you go online, there are some people with very strong opinions about, especially like bulldogs and your pugs and anything that has a really deformed like snout or tail, and how how life just maybe kind of sucks for those dogs yeah. a little bit. Breathing problems and, and, and how they're. Oh yeah, and you can you can see some people have put together like uh, here's the 1930s bulldog and here's the 2010 bulldog and a side by side and they look nothing wow. alike, right? The old ones it looks like a, an actual dog, and the new one. Have you seen new new I bulldogs? Have. Yeah, their faces are all scrunched mm-hmm. up and they can't they can't yeah. breathe. But they're cute, but they they just it's it's an extremity again of of a right. breed. They're cute, and they they do have they they do seem to have uh, fun personalities. The bulldogs that I've hung out with, yeah. But man, that yeah, uh, yeah. them snoring twenty four seven kind of bugs me. Yeah, yeah. And um, pugs apparently with with their curled tails, like the the double curl, I think is like a really uh, sought after thing. But uh, in reality, it means they usually have all kinds of back and spinal issues. You don't say. I, I do say I, I just said it and um, so Man. yeah that, that's so yeah my mixed breed is you know when I if I come home and a leaf fell off a tree outside the mixed breed she will be like laying down on the floor rolling over thinking that something happened she did something <laughs> wrong because she, she used to like get into things but tell her once and, and she won't do it again but then our uh, our little inbred Chihuahua, she she's just she's oblivious. She could I could come home and she could have her head stuck in a, a pickle jar. This this little I don't know half wit astronaut, <laughs> her head in a pickle jar and like the trash is all over the floor and she's knocked it over and she would not understand what what went wrong until I took her over there and we had a talk really? about it. And she, oh yeah, and she she knocked over trash cans a lot. We had maybe four or five talks before before our trash cans stayed upright consistently. Man, I'm learning yeah. so many new things today. 
well, I take it with a grain of salt. That, but I, to me, the best dog you're going to get is some. I don't go to the Humane Society and find the one that just has question mark next to the breed. Right. That's going to be a good. That's going to be a good boy or a good girl. Huh. So okay. Yeah. So going back to seeing all these seeing all these dogs walking around uh yeah it, it is kind of a weird concept to me uh you know obviously again if we could if we deep dive into this a little bit uh just the whole <laughs> the whole idea of your dog is hanging out with you inside and you decide to mm-hmm. i mean put a rope on it and and walk outside so it doesn't run away <laughs> you don't want it to so it's with yeah, you. Yeah, you want want it to. St- Ideally, it goes with you when you go outside. Yeah, <laughs> when it has the yeah. rope on it. Yeah, that'd be nice. That that's the ideal way to do it. That's a good boy. <laughs> that's what a good dog does. <laughs> but you know, uh, from there you just walk around, and you, you just walk around, and the dog yeah. walks with you, uh, and yeah. you just make sure that it doesn't run away from you because you spend a lot of money and you have this emotional connection to this dog. You don't want it to run away from you. This is a like this is a yeah. Good, oh, it's a it's a real it's a good asset friend of yours in now. life. You don't want it to just yeah, run away. Yeah. But it kind of and wants to it's sometimes. if it if it runs away and it kills a, a toddler or something, that's that's on True. you. Yeah, you have to license your so there, now. It, it was liability both ways. That's very true. So how yeah. how often uh, do people uh, take their dogs for a walk? I mean, is this something you do like twice a day? When it's nice, this is uh, this is as frequent as possible. But one day when it's nice out, one once a day, when it's nice out, and then during the winter time, uh, I'm ashamed to say that we do not walk our dogs regularly. A lot of people don't. We we have a nice, a big backyard, uh, sitting atop my bunker, um, and they go out there and they run around. We we also have a, a large carpeted area upstairs, and they can do their little oh, yeah. sprints. Right, especially the terrier mix that we have, we have to we have to play some ball inside. We have to wear her out a little bit, do a lot of tugging. Uh, the other one doesn't need exercise. She just there's enough work getting oxygen to that brain <laughs> that she's yeah, that's all she needs. Uh, so yeah, yeah, once it once a day, and but that's it's such a good thing. It's it's hard to make yourself do, but once you get out there, it's. It's Zen. It's Zen in the art of dog walking. It's so good. I believe it. It uh, and please. No, it it reminds me of a, a story. I don't know. If we, we have, have time we for have this. Some time yet? We have time for this. Bill, we've no, only we been recording time. for. Uh, yeah. All right. He's giving cool. us thumbs up. Thanks, Bill. So, where we used to live, there was this nice little floodway, right? Just open land that the city owned in case it rained too much. And it was right outside of our backyard. We could just take the dogs back there, no leash, just walk up and down this thing. I'd say it was a good half-mile stretch. So we could walk up and down it, throw some Frisbee, have a really good time. I'm trembling a little bit. We were walking past this house that had like a four-foot chain-link fence, and we had our dogs off-leash, which is not the best practice in town, but we were far away from roads and we can control our dogs pretty well as we're walking by a german shepherd not only barks through the window but then he runs and hits hits the door the back door on the house it flies open and he comes running down the stairs through the lawn and then he goes right over the fence a german shepherd 
Yeah, right for our dogs who are not on leashes. <sighs> Ooh, that was it was it was an affecting experience. It I tell you affecting. what, because I I went straight for this mixed breed that we have. I love her so much. I I grabbed her and she was like twenty feet off the ground, over my head. Like you're not touching her. Right. And I grabbed her because I hate to say that I maybe love her a little more. That she's she's my dog. That's fine to admit. Um. It's we got her first. We 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 have such a connection. Uh, but this German Shepherd just ran straight at us, and our little dog, our little pickle jar mm-hmm. dog, she um, she went straight for the German oh Shepherd, goodness. and she's she's seven pounds in the winter time when she's fatter. That's it's not hyperbole. She's seven pounds, and uh, but it turned out this German Shepherd just wanted to say hey. Oh. What's was what's it, going on? He was he was barking and he was looking mean when he was running up. But then he got there and he's like, he just kind of jumped around and wagged his tail. And his owner comes out and wow, hey, get back here! And like oh my god, holy moly, it scared me so bad. Yeah, though. rightfully so. Is it a a German Shepherd, right? Could have mauled that dog. Oh, it would have been a cloud yeah. of fur. She's she would have been done. Jeez. <sighs> yeah. Well, so yeah bringing down the episode a little bit here but well uh it was a a worthwhile story he's he he turned out to be a so good he boy. jumped the fence mm-hmm right over it four foot fence and um a, another story i could tell is how we, we had this dog who would run up the fence to try to catch birds out of a tree and he i don't know if i should tell this he, he snagged his nut sack on the fence on the top of the uh, fence geez. Oh, oh man! Had to had to get him to the vet, ASAP. Oh, that's a that's that's for another time. That is brutal. I cannot imagine. That's, I don't want to imagine. Yeah, I no, won't. You don't. I'm you not don't. going to. I will. Uh, I will so, enter a little uh, a little story. And one one reason that I'm not uh, the biggest fan of smaller dogs. I if I if mm-hmm. and when I get another dog, uh, a dog again. <laughs> uh, It'll be a it'll be a medium to large size dog. Um, the reason being, mm-hmm. man, when I was in high school, I was still living with my parents, and my mom had this uh, this little Pomeranian. This this thing was this. super tiny. <laughs> I mean, you could you could hold. It was like a, it was a Pomeranian puppy. So it was. I mean, you could literally hold this thing in your hand, in your palm of your hand. It it was like. Oh. I mean, it was probably shorter than my smartphone. Uh, <laughs> and uh, man alive so one time we were just hanging out you know you get a dog because you want it to be your friend you want it to hang out with you uh, you know especially at your oh, age yeah. right he, it's a it's another it's it replaces the invisible friend in your in Correct. your life right it's the real thing that's always following you around and hanging exactly. out exactly and uh, man alive so so we were just hanging out, uh, I think watching TV. I was I was sitting on the couch, and this dog was like maybe on the chair next to me. And I think I don't know, one of my parents was in the room, or my brother, or something. Man, anyway, this dog jumps off the chair like dogs do. You know, dogs jump jump <laughs> off the chair, then back up to the chair. They walk around. Oh yeah. Sort of have free domain in the house. They, they own do. the place. They do. This dog jumps off the chair. And all the start, all of a sudden, it just starts yipping. 
<laughs> so we all started to oh, kind of no. freak out a little bit, and we picked picked it up to see what the hell was going on. Uh, this dog, I mean, it was like holding <laughs> its paw up. Uh, this is your childhood dog. This is the dog that you should really, you know, like have esteem and respect for and, and look well, on Well, I have a different dog that I have esteem and respect for. Uh, okay. He was he was also present during that time, but this was this dog came a little bit later on in the uh, in the okay. upbringing. So this dog was just freaking out. Well, it turns out we took it to the vet. It turns out this dog jumped off the chair and broke its freaking leg by doing it. And like <laughs> I don't know, it's a hardcore activity. And this was a pomeranian, right? right? A black little tiny black yeah. pomeranian, and uh, man broke his leg. And oh, like two cute. grand later, we. This thing had a freaking like plaster cast as a leg. <laughs> it was just sticking out. It oh, had to yeah. learn to run with three legs and holding up this super heavy ca- cast while it's running. Oh. It was just <laughs> ugly. It was a sight to see. <laughs> and as I remember you telling this story, you d- you weren't really fond of this dog. This was just <laughs> this was just like another yeah. ugh in the life That's of this exactly dog. That's exactly right. Uh, man, I I wasn't. That's I too wasn't bad. A fan again because the dog was so small. It wasn't a dog. It was not even a dog. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, a dog. It was like a, it was like a little tiny teddy bear that just came to life, like would walk around and just bark around the floor and then Very yip vocal. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I before we got our first dog. Our first dog is a little bigger, so she I can I can wrestle right. her, play some tug and and play some sports ball, and. She's she's the perfect size. Yeah, agreed. Because she can still run around inside. She can get her exercise inside if she has to. If it's exceedingly cold outside. But this, if we only had the the second one, I don't know that I'd be too fond of it. I I tell people a lot that like the first dog, the terrier is my dog, and then the other dog is my terrier's dog. <laughs> it's like her plaything. It's like her companion. Right. Because it kind. Of, but oh, it, we we have such a great. We all get along together so well. Absolutely, I'm so I'm so glad we have her now, though. But yeah, if it was only her, it, it'd be a little rough because she she'd be a little lost, and I, she'd just have a small dog mentality. Whereas now she really she likes to play, and she'll she runs around outside. No, nope. she's not just a, a tiny little bark box. Now, is this the smaller one or the <laughs> medium one? A broken leg. This is okay, the small yeah. one. So I'm, so she's kind of finding her place. She, yeah, she's found her place. You know, we read a lot before we adopted the second one about don't ever get two female dogs. and Really? I don't know. Make sure they're both males and they're both neutered or one's a male, one's a female. Yeah, even if they're neutered, people recommend against it's it. Cat but, fights or what? Um, exactly. Cat fights. Kitten fights. When they're under 11 pounds, I think they qualify yep. as kittens. Sounds right. But we've had no, no problems from day one. Our, our terrier, Leela, she established her, her place in the house. She said, I'm the alpha of all dogs. And she, um, she looks up to, to both of her owners very well. And so we have a, a clear hierarchy where the dogs are on bottom and we never have a problem with but them. But Leela is middle management. <laughs> she is. She's coming in. Yeah, she's, she's coming in every day. Oh, man. Yeah, wearing the, wearing the khakis and the, and the button-up. So- she does a she's a great girl and she's uh she kind of affects the the characteristics of a male dog she marks a lot of things and she's very her bark is you know but 
she's pretty small oh. still but yeah i think that's that's part of it too she's she identifies as a male so uh well that's that's accepted nowadays so so when oh you, yeah when you yeah, got when, your uh, second dog did it take some getting used to for those two dogs did it take a while for them to start getting along it didn't really? it didn't really and I, I think it was because the uh first of all the smallest one bug she she did not challenge leela to try to say i'm the boss around here she never tried to do that but she will she will if she's get a treat or something she will snarl at leela and leela will back okay. down she will say yeah that's i got one you should have one too that's fine so i'm really i'm proud yeah. of that um yeah there, there was no the onboarding period was very short oh man we we had maybe a 20 minute powerpoint presentation yep. we showed her some custom functions we built in excel and she was shook, a part of that household and, uh, quick off you go shook hands and she went straight for the trash can huh straight for it fresh pickle jar fresh I, she's she's seven pounds and she somehow managed to knock that thing over so much. That was just that was her job. How tall is the trash can? That like was one of those like three foot, two and a half it's, foot. It's it's your it's a standard it's a standard trash was, can holds your standard trash bag. Standard trash as well. Yeah, for the okay. most part, uh, yeah. Was this trash yeah. bag? Was this trash can uh, like full of trash? Would would it have been heavy? Yeah. What the? Oh yeah, and we we put it against the wall specifically to to make sure that she couldn't get her weight against it. But I think you know we just left her home for four hours at four hour stretches, and oh man, she just kind of bumped against it until it scooted out, and then well, you can do a lot in four hours. Push you know? over. She didn't have a whole lot of other things to to work on, so well, that's I'm sure her schedule was pretty again, free just during that time. So she just probably put a lot of effort toward that. Well, if anything, she takes initiative. Yeah, and I really it seems like, like that. It. She's a self-starter. That's, that's one of the. Th- yeah, we saw that when we went to interview her at the. Um, oh, there's a whole whole other story when it comes to picking her up from the the shelter she was in. That place was a a disaster. Really? Oh yeah. <sighs> I won't go into that, but yeah, there's dog walking's fun, but there are responsibilities. Uh, the lawn. I have to clean up, huh. clean up spots in the lawn, or else we we end up with yellow lawn. Don't get me started on a lawn. Just lawn bombs. Yeah. No, please, do you do you have a lawn? Do you have a lawn that you have to care oh, for? Oh man. Good. Um, I I do I do I need to uh, mow my okay. lawn at my. I I actually live in like a one of those houses that's broken up into three separate apartments. Uh, project. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't live in the projects, but I live in one project. Uh, it's been a good project so far. Um, so, and as as part of this, you take care of the lawn. I didn't know this about you. I do. Yeah, I'm I'm in charge of mowing okay. and uh, some snow removal and whatnot as well. Wow. Um, Hopefully that comes with uh, like some money off the rent. It does. It absolutely does. And I'm, okay. I'm actually going to well, push great. for uh, free garage space for doing this as well. Ooh. That'd be nice. Hey. So. Hey. At least so you don't have to keep the mower in your apartment, you know? <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> and the gas. <laughs> Leaking all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> if for nothing else, just, just let me store this. Let's just say I won't be getting my deposit back. <laughs> 
man, that's great. That's it. It can be enjoyable though, taking care of the lawn. Oh yeah. Which I hope I hope the lawn you take care of is at least decent enough to appreciate you know a, a full mowing and and edging and trimming. Uh, mowing and and some trimming. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. The lawn is not very uh, large. It's. Uh, oh man, I don't even know how to how to describe it with square footage. It's uh, <laughs> it's not it's not a large it's not large by lawn standards these days, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, anyway, this whole concept of a lawn, I, man, I don't get it. It's a weird thing, I isn't it? I don't get it. It's, a, it's, it's different. It doesn't make sense. Here's, here's the thing. So many people, mm-hmm. uh, I, would, I would even venture to say a majority of Americans who have a lawn that is, uh, let's say, like, I don't know, 100 square foot or larger, they, they mow it, they take care of it, they maintain it, they... Uh, fertilize it all that fun stuff but they mm-hmm. they never step foot in it besides that time oh that's right it's just for the pretties yeah they don't use it they never step on it yeah. they just they just want it to well, look nice i'm i'm a little bit ashamed i oh, know i'm not when i when i got the place i have now having a big lawn was important oh yeah for dogs right? i wanted i wanted land but not just for the lawn, just so, so there was enough space between uh, the neighbors and sure. I. And, of course, so I could uh, bore down for my oh, yeah. bunker. But also for the backyard for the dogs. But if I were to buy another place today, I would most... And it, it's kind of a pain to take care of the quarter acre that we have, right? I only I have a push mower and I have, a, I have all the tools and I do it regularly, but it is kind of a... It's a chore, but if we were to buy another house today, I would totally get a lawn that was twice as really? big. Oh yeah, immediately. I love having uh, it. For the sake of the dogs or for the sake of taking care of it? <sighs> a little bit of both, right? The dogs love it, but then it, it's there if I need it. It means my house is a little, it's, it's a ways off the street. Right. And it also means that behind me, my neighbor's house is pretty far but, away. And that I have enough, I have enough room for some good vegetables and um not that i'm ever gonna plant any but if you do you know i I could yield a crop if i had right that's good however that uh that just means you have a lot of space that doesn't necessarily mean uh that doesn't really justify growing grass there and that's sort of my that's sort of my qualm is like i get that you're, you're growing this grass this seed that like i mean essentially dies every winter when it gets cold at least up here in the midwest oh yeah uh, and then you're spending so much money on water to water this stuff and again well i don't water mine that's that's don't. one i don't water mine no no we got enough we got enough we're talking weather in the midwest can you believe it Heard that we we got enough water last year that i didn't Man, have I've to i've seen so many but, people that have these underground sprinklers and they've spent uh, hundreds or thousands of dollars to put that stuff in and then they just rack up this water bill every single month just to make sure that their lawn looks green oh surely yeah and uh i don't it's it's it's, it's prestige well it right? is it's yeah if you have if you have land you have to be a big man and you have to take care of it and you have to make sure it's green because that's the that's the ideal nuclear family is to to have the nice little yard and make sure it's it's green and like perfectly square and yep edward scissorhands esque exactly you know what about uh, speaking of green? What about people who 
who actually have a professional company come in and spray paint their lawn green. Is that crossing? Oh, that the line? was that was actually that was a big thing. I I lived in uh, like Southern California, Coachella Valley, and that was a big thing there. Really? And it was uh, well because oh, yeah, yeah. because drought. You know, they don't get much much rain down there. So that's right. Don't want to spend a whole lot of money on watering. So I mean, was this grass like dead, and then they would just spray paint it? Yeah. Yeah, in large parts. You know, but they have different species of yeah. grass. So down there, they, they had some of this, like, pubic hair grass yeah, that was, like, you, you would think it was astroturf unless you, like, pulled out really? the roots and saw it for really? yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are a lot of golf courses down there, True. too. So they've had some time to work this grass out and figure out which, which kind is going to be the hardiest and easiest to control. And they, they have that around. But there, there's also a lot of people, uh, even up north, that just have rock yards right yeah. gravel and these uh, desert See, plants that was a that was a popular that makes thing so much sense to me and uh i've mm-hmm. also heard of something called like garden lawns where people like plant vegetables and stuff for their entire lawn uh that Absolutely. might be a little bit excessive because then at that point you're running a freaking <laughs> organic farm but uh, that's right man i think one of the two or a combination of those two man i think that makes so much sense but again People, it does. people these days, in uh, in normal normal like suburban <laughs> suburban neighborhoods, see <laughs> sometimes we'll see that as an eyesore. You well, where we live, you never see a rock right. garden. But what lawn, if you did? Ever there, well, there's one, there's one, and it sticks out like a sore yeah, thumb. Yeah, exactly. Right. There, and yeah, there, there's one in the uh, the location you're in right now, and it's like. It looks, but it looks nice. If it was next to other rock gardens, you'd say that is a well tended, uh, and kind of beautiful little little place to yeah. be. And I, you, you might build that in your backyard, but out front you have to have the big green lawn. You know, you just have to have space. Right. You know, speaking of uh, of your days in California too, I was I was actually talking to a coworker randomly about lawns the other day, um, and and this sort of came up. So apparently a homeowners association in California, let's say, I mean, you know, your average homeowners association, uh, just the, yeah, these, these things are all over the place, all over the country, add them all up and and split it down the middle, divide by however many there are, uh, in, in the country. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, so they, they regulate what kind of grass you can grow. Uh, they they say that you can choose between uh, two different types of grass. Both of these grasses okay. uh, look basically the exact same. They both take a lot of water, and this is in Southern California, where again, oh, water, they've got to watch oh. how often they water because there's not much water there. So what people were doing is they were saying, "Well, I'm not going to do that because I literally cannot provide it enough water." So I'm going to go with the uh, stuff that doesn't doesn't require as much water and just grow that so sue me even if it was outside of the uh, the homeowner yeah agreement even if, if it was outside of the code benefit uh, they would they would still grow it and then they would just get fined by that homeowners association but man and that would be cheaper than trying to actually water it i i maybe. guess i'm not sure if they would ever get like kicked out or <laughs> what what extreme that goes to but Man, still. I, I would assume the neighborhood would uh, cannibalize whatever residence this is, <laughs> just based on my experience. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't live in one right now, but they can get they can get tested. I believe it. in ways that. Well, 
Uh, you have all those suburban um, housewives and house husbands yep. uh, that just stay at home all day and, and just monitor whereabouts. Yeah. They'll they'll find something to, to get you out but of there. But, man, it's... Okay, the thing is, take a step back and look at this entire concept. We're all just living in mm-hmm. houses. We're using houses as shelter, right? We're just... We're living in these... Most of us. We're living in these houses. My bunker is my shelter. Oh, that's right. Sorry. That's right. Uh, yeah. We're living in these houses just to keep us out of the elements and to keep us comfortable uh, during life, right? So... Mm-hmm. With our with these houses, typically come lawns, uh, ugh. and <laughs> and from there these these homeowner associations are are telling them exactly what their lawn needs to look like, and I mean how their house needs to be built and how what color the, they can paint their house, that kind of thing. Again, I get it; they want to make this whole neighborhood look uh, nice and make it look. Uh, What's the word? Not even suburban, but like standardized. Right. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Uh, but why? Well, because well, it's 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 the same problem you have in business where like you have to you have to play to your your worst person on the team, right? You have to build processes to at least make sure that that person works to an acceptable level, even if it brings everybody else down a little bit. And Martha can't plant her rare German strain of, of fescue grass uh, because the homeowners association doesn't agree with it. You have to have pro- just drive around a little bit, and, and there are some lawns that are just three or four patches of crabgrass, and the rest is bone dry, right. especially in your neck oh, yeah. of the woods. But so I get it, and I don't get it. I get saying that you know you you have to do something if it's gonna. If you're just gonna let your lawn die each year maybe we'll uh, incentivize you putting in rocks or sand or whatever or doing something else with it right like you get a tax break or something to, to put this in but you can't let it get I don't know, most cities have ordinances where you can't let it get above like 10 inches or something right like and that. well at the same time you know that that takes a lot for a city to enforce and again if, if the lawn is getting up to 10 inches then Man, you've got kind of a jungle going on. Right? This brings to mind uh, uh, what's become a hobby for my father here lately. Uh, just in the last couple of years, he is really into garden tractors. Oh, yeah? You know what I mean? Yeah, old antique garden tractors. Nice. Vintage, right? And so you know people always ask him if he's going to start a museum or what his plan is for these i don't know he he's got dozens of these you things know, uh, side, old si- old side note i should you hit get, it. i should get him in touch with my uncle cuz he is into these things too yes really go on he they've probably already met like on the on backpage or whatever that deep web oh, yeah. on some deep website uh, of old lawnmower drivers oh yeah be, because there is there is a big community for this, and it's it's not in plain sight, and it's not something you'd ever even realize until you see one of these gatherings at like a county fair or something, and they're all parading around their old 1940. Oh God, I don't even know. So, you know what? I I do really like the aesthetic of some of these things. Oh though. yeah, like the brands and and the way these things were built. I can really appreciate. So, I there is one that he bought, and he lives pretty far away from me. So. He also monitors 
these uh, these Craigslists and these deep websites for garden tractors in my so area. Does, does he want you he, to buy it and drive it to him? He absolutely what? does. Well, partially. So he's he no he he won't inconvenience me like that, but he will buy a tractor and tell the guy, hey, I'll pay twenty extra bucks to deliver it to my son's house. Oh, and then he comes and and we up. do that, and that's. Yeah, and I've got a garage, and uh, it, it works out. But I'm, I'm just saying, there's there's a pretty big network for this, and he, he put some effort into it. And now his collection, oh, let's see, he's got, he's even got like electric golf carts, like really old ones. Yeah. He's got this one with three wheels and this triangle steering wheel. <laughs> it's like a baby blue thing, and it was, it's had to have been built in the 50s or 60s. He's got... Huge lawnmowers. He's got one with like tank treads. What for tire instead of tire? Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, and he, each each of these things weighs uh, somewhere around thirty thousand pounds each because they're all made of pure lead, right? Or gold and or both. And they are just a, a hassle to to manage, and pff, they rarely start. Oh man! But if he started recruiting, right? If if these Craigslisters and these backpagers started coming together. And saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's you know drive into town with our leather bomber jackets and our uh, what are the the fez hats right, right. on our, our garden tractors, and let's just let's just mow the town, cousin <laughs> right? Then you just yeah, let's just go mow the town on a Sunday evening. You wouldn't have these uh, these uh, lawn issues ah. really because." You just have you'd have uh, a convergence of two very special interests. One being the vintage garden tractor club, and the other being uh, just I guess well tended lawns would, for the for the you know I cost. would ha- happily toss in like you know twenty bucks a month to that that uh, motorcycle gang of of lawn tractor enthusiasts to have them stop <laughs> by my lawn. <laughs> the motorcycle gang of lawn tractor. Garden tractor is Garden what he tractor. calls them, but they, I guess, lawn tractor works too. Hey, how, it's such a, it, it's quite the distinction, right? Yeah, I guess well, because how, it's a small tractor. Okay, so how, how tall is is small? How tall are these things? Well, these things vary because some of these are, and that's the other thing. Some of them are just death machines, really? right? Like the oh yeah, they'll they'll have some of these mowers even, which are really super heavy, will only have three wheels and they'll tip very easily and they'll have a mower deck. And some of them have the mower deck out front, in front of like the driver and the engine and death machines. They have like small tubes that go from the, the deck up to your neck and just in case you hit a pebble it ejects the pebble through this tube into your <laughs> neck. There is just like the the total like ideal of 1950s manhood and of I can tend my lawn with this dangerous machine right. and they yeah so it, they vary in size and they can also be used as let's see you can put like a blade on front and you can push snow around you can push dirt around you can put little wagons on back and you can haul stuff around and you can till stuff some of these have like the little PTO like the, the little shaft that you can hook other implements into and they become a full-fledged mini tractor. Really? Okay, so so my yeah. dad used to okay. have a Cub Cadet back in the day. I think that this it, sounds that similar. Bleep. Oh, yeah. Bleep. Uh, bless me. Hey, Bill. Did you catch that? All right. A Cub Cadet. Oh, bleep. Yeah, okay. Start here, Bill. 
Thanks, Bill. Uh, so he he had this uh, Cub Cadet, and it, it was bleep, and it was kind of the same. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it was the same idea. Like uh, I think this thing was uh-huh. probably uh, four feet off the ground. Well, four four feet tall. Uh, maybe your dad five feet five feet <laughs> long. The worst My joke. No. <laughs> It'll help. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Sorry, Bill. We'll, we'll get better. So this thing was, uh, this Cup Cadet was four feet tall, about, I would say about five feet long. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. some plastic fairings and whatnot, but like a plastic hood, but you can open up the hood and there's, yeah. there's your engine. Yeah. Uh, you could. So this is a, this is a newer, maybe like an eighties or nineties cadet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But I mean, is it that same okay. concept? Or is it is it larger tractors? It is, but uh, larger, definitely heavier, right? Right. These things, these they have generators and they have, they are corroded and they are so close to falling apart. But they are powerful. Man, they are they are dangerous. Like I said, and he, I know he has one that was a racing mower at one point. Nice. Right. He has no interest in that. But he he really liked the the model or what or he didn't have one. So, so so yeah, this has been a new thing. But I, I see opportunity yeah, here. That's cool, man. That's that's yeah. a cool like just really niche uh, hobby, you know, really fine tuned. But right, man, good on him. So to, it's it's an interesting one, and he's he's got the land for it. There's that's why you have land, so you can come up with hobbies like this and fill up your your yard with these things. That's very true. That is very true. So does he? Very true. Does he uh, like restore these things, or does he just sort of appreciate having? I don't know. I, I think he just appreciates having. He can he can go through them and he rebuilds them, but I think he's he's just in it to say, "Look at my oh, pretty." Oh man, that's cool. Right, right. So he's he's been threatening to give me one of these. Uh, he threatened me before last winter, saying that he was going to bring one up with a, a snowblower attachment, not just a blade, but I think like an actual snowblowing. Which you know, I you get one of those things and you lose a few fingers automatically <laughs> just by default. That's probably true. A few of them are gone, and yeah. So, but I, I do fine with uh, with my push mower. I enjoy the push mower. Um, I have a great I have a great mowing story. Oh yeah for you if, if you'd love. like we have time bill time we're good we're, we're about at time but uh no nope. bill all right cut this bill up. says start here yeah, bill says we're good yeah all right so i think it was last year uh i was okay so i one time i mowed my yard uh, with my push mower as i did and uh i got stung by a wasp and it was just on my leg, and I, I didn't even like feel it at first because it was around my ankle, and uh, I almost thought like something was burning. And I like stopped, and I look, and I see this little guy like hanging off Ouch. of me um, with his butt, you know, all over my yep. leg. And so I stopped and ripped it out, and it kind of hurt, kind of you know got a little swollen. And I was like, well, you better look around for like a wasp nest or something, uh, because it was in this one spot, and I think I got stung a couple times. And I couldn't figure it out. It was in my front yard. It was under a tree. So I'm like, well, surely up there somewhere there's a wasp Gotta be. nest. And uh, yeah, I don't know what I would have done about it if it was way up in the tree. Um, but I at least wanted to know where it was so I could kind of prepare myself to, to be stung right. if I needed to. <laughs> right. 
or wear, so, wear a bee suit while you're mowing that part. Yeah, as as one does in the Midwest at certain times yeah. of the year, in the springtime especially. Uh, so finally, I'm out there mowing, and I get you know like halfway done in my front yard, and I feel this burning up my leg, and I look down, and there's I'm at least stung twice already. And my mower's still rattling. I've stopped, but I've kept the mower going. I haven't let go of the handle. So it's still just like churning and, and buzzing and vibrating, right? right? Which they don't like very much. And so I let go of it and I chew these two off of me. And before I know it, I have like three more on me. Uh. And I run away. <laughs> just, I, I think I ran like to our garage or something. <laughs> and I'm like just trying to swat these things away. And at the end of it, uh, I think I got stung seven times. Oh my goodness. Was the final count by these wasps and it turns out they were they were ground wasps what's, what's that so wasps, wasps so they dig holes they dig holes what? in in your yard yeah and that's where they live they don't have like a you know a nest up so, above that's where they live so i was just running this lawnmower right over this so hole that was and they were hidden in plain sight wow yeah yeah and i had a lush yard so it was covered by grass. I couldn't, I couldn't see when they were coming out until finally I, I went over there and they were swarming around it because I had just been there. That would be why they seven times why they stung you in the ankle too. You know, they nice oh yeah, they didn't and they they got me no up and down the leg. I, I remember one stung me right on my elbow, which oh my really hurt. Like it because it's not it's not sensitive until it is. If that makes oh, yeah. sense. And so I was. Yeah, I was in some sort of like mild uh, shock from being stung so many times. I remember my heart was just like racing for an entire day after that. Really? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then I, I th- well, so I, I boiled a couple gallons of water. Okay. And I think I maybe poured some paint thinner down there before dumping the boiling water down there. Yep. Uh, but I did that and put a bowl over it and killed a lot of grass. Killed a lot of my yard. Sure. But I think it was worth it put, uh, because I, I didn't have problems with them you anymore. put a bowl over it. Oh, yeah. Can you explain? I, 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 dumped this, I dumped this scathing hot water down this hole. Oh, you found the hole. And then I found I the see. hole. Yeah, yeah, because they were, they were crawling in and out of it. Like, they were all over it when I went back to see what was going on. Wow. Uh, so, so, yeah, I found it, and I, I poured it down there, and I, I put the bowl over it so they couldn't jump out, right. thinking that, I don't know, that the heat from the, the water would stay in the bowl and they would overheat and die. Right. Smart. Yeah, I wanted them to, they needed to suffer, and they weren't bees. Yeah, that was a real I would have been move. nice to bees. Yeah, well, a dick move is, is if you're a winged, stinging insect to go underground. Yeah. That's a dick move. Stay, at least keep it, keep it fair, right? right? Stay in a tree or something. Stay eye level. But, yeah, they were wasps, so anything I could do to, to really put the herd on them, I was all for it. Man, just just the word wasp just wasps kind of sucks. Like, the, you can just tell well, yeah, they're well, not cool. No, no, no. Bees, on the other Absolutely. hand, I mean, man, I've grown to really bees appreciate needs. bees the more I learn about them. Uh, mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. They're damn good for us. We need them. They're wonderful, and we have so many bumblebees yeah. in Nebraska too, which I—that's a treat. I really like it too. And they're—they're they're nice to you. They don't—they uh, don't mess with you. No. 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 You don't happen to have like a, a bee allergy, do you? 
That would be that would be tough as someone in Nebraska if you did. That would be uh, that would be tough. They're out the, there. The uh, the way I know that I do not have a bee allergy. I, I guess I don't know if you can develop allergies later on in life. If you can, then hell, I have no idea. But I've been stung by a bee one time. It was a honeybee. Um, I'll tell you the story. So we were in. I was in first grade. Um, Mm-hmm. And we were uh, out at recess running around and playing soccer and whatnot. And, uh, bef- you know, before we came in to- came back into the school building from recess, everyone had to line up, like single file line outside the door oh, so yeah. that everyone was accounted for. And So you didn't just crush each oh, other yeah. trying to get through yeah, that door Yeah, so we hole. could sort of catch our bearings and start, start uh, on our way inside. So anyway, we were standing in line. Uh, just sort of standing there. It was a super nice day. I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt and uh, man, just randomly put my hand in my pocket and I uh, instantly just felt this this rush, this crazy pain that I was not expecting. I, I was just expecting to put my hand in my pocket and relax. <laughs> Play a little pool and <laughs> some first grade pool. be done with it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, just just hang out and walk inside. But man, after I felt that pain, I took my slowly took my hand out of that out of that pocket, and it was my right hand, and uh, it was actually between that what you know that webbing between your thumb and your index finger. Oh, there was just a on. little honeybee sticking right out of that thing, and I just <sighs> I was just God. freaked out because I like holy I was, cow. That's the worst place for it. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. You poor kid. Yeah, it was terrible. So uh, so I had no idea what the heck was going on. I don't know if by that time I knew that that uh, bees died when they stung you. or I, I Were you worried no, for the bee? No, not at all. But I, such, a, such a gentle But what hunter. I mean is I, I didn't know that they actually stuck into you. I thought that they would, like, sting you and yeah. fly away. Like as a bite. Right, yeah. yeah. But... Uh, Man, I saw this thing sticking out of me, stinger and all, and I just like took my left hand and just flicked it off, and uh, I, I like I didn't make a big scene about it. I didn't tell the teacher. You tried to keep your cool. I did, and I as a first grade, I didn't even cry. Whoa! Hey, come well, on. How did how did that bee get there? What what precarious place were you in that the bee could have just wandered into your pocket? You know what? I don't want to know. <laughs> 